Everybody, thank you so much for tapping into a wonderful episode of King Legend Talks. Today, we got an amazing special guest in the building. You know what I'm saying? This person right here really needs no introduction, but we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. All right? So we got the one and only Dayton in the building from New Jersey, Brick City. And I'm trying to tell you, this, this man right here, the way that he really came into the game, he had to do it old school, y'all. Like, he didn't get to come up here, like, on social media, go viral like everybody else, the normal way that you see people doing it today. He had to really hit those <laughs> streets. You feel me? He had to really go through the trenches to really get his music out there and to, to reach the level that he's at today, musically speaking, <laughs> specifically through battle rap, which is, like, yes, a whole lane by itself. You can't even put that in a box like you can anything else because when it, in battle rap, you either got it or you don't. Like, there ain't no Facts. in between. Like, nah, I think you kind of got it. Like, nah, you either got it or you don't. They're going to put you on a, on a platter right there, and they're going to serve you up if you ain't coming correct. So I want to go ahead and say shout out to you for coming through here today. I know you're a busy individual. Uh, much blessings to everything that you're doing, especially in the name of Jesus, man. And that's what we really, really about on this podcast right here. So we definitely want to take time. Give all glory to God to thank him because without him, we wouldn't even be here to have this conversation, man. So absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, bro. Absolutely. So we're gonna go ahead and get started, man. For the people who don't know you, um, a little bit about your background or your testimony. I know it's a long story, bro. I already know that it's a long story, but for the people that's just now tapping in, I don't want to rob them of that opportunity of really knowing why Jesus. For you you know what i'm saying so let's dig into that a little bit let people know where you're from i like to give people the background of how it started versus how it's going all right word so yeah i'm really gonna have to condense all this i, I don't think i've ever gotten the opportunity to fully share like my full testimony because it's just so long and i'm oh i I err on the side of too much being too detailed. My wife always be like, yo, cut to the chase, because I'm I'm a stickler for detail. But just to condense a very long story, bro. Um no, you know, street kid. Just so you know, yeah. you don't have to. If you never done yeah, it before. No, I want to. I was about to say, I if you never to. done it before, you got the opportunity. I'm just putting that out yeah, there. Yeah, there'll be an opportunity for me to do that, but uh it'll be, you know, probably on a platform of my own at, at some point. Gotcha. But uh, I mean, it's just I, I need to because God, you know, I want God to get glory from it, man. It's, it's an amazing story, and it's only things that He Himself could orchestrate. Amen. So to just uh, condense a long story, you know, normal street kid story stuff, hustler, you know, block gang member, all that, getting into trouble. It wasn't the Lord that saved me from the streets. What it was was the the a potential to pop off and make it in the music industry. I always rapped for as long as I remember. So um, I got out the street because my manager, who was at the time was in the street, and he was like, he a street dude himself, and he like, yo, son, you got to stop. Like, you about to get caught. Like, you can get caught. Not that I was about to. Uh, you can possibly get caught, and you're going to ruin all these opportunities. 
I remember watching this DVD. It was called Scarface for Life. And it was about, at the time, like, everybody was getting the buck 50s up at Rikers. They were slicing faces. So I'm like, I saw that joint. I felt like it changed my life. I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to get my face like sliced. I was just with, like, Cuban Link around that era, right? And Cuban Link had just got his face sliced. Right. So I'm like, man, I don't want that to happen to me. Like, at the time, I was like, I'm mad pretty. I ain't trying to. So <laughs> I, um, I was like, I'm done. I, I sold my last pound. I think I had a pound of, of weed left. I got rid of all the pills, started fully pursuing the music, taking it serious. And then, um, you know, at the time, I had Shady Records kind of courting me, uh, Def Jam, Columbia Records, um, Capital. Somebody at Capital was extremely interested. So I'm going back and forth to these different labels and having conversations. And I'm starting to see a lot of my dreams come true. I thought that they would be the resolve to a lot of issues in my life. You know what I'm saying? I, I grew up in uh, extreme levels of poverty. I'm talking about, like, not having electricity for two years. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Ex extinction core from the next-door neighbor's house. And, um, you know, and, uh, the only reason we weren't kicked out on the street and homeless was because our uh, our landlords, the owners of the house that we lived in, they had mercy on us. My mom used to take care of the old lady upstairs. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they was like, Dad, she took care of moms because she was old, old, like couldn't do anything on her own. My mom literally, like a caretaker, yeah. just would take care of this lady. So they had mercy on us. If it wasn't for that, we'd have been homeless. Yeah. So, um... You know, long, you know, I, I, after all of that, I'm like, man, if I were just to make it, that would be the resolve to all the issues in life. And then when I started to obtain some of these things that were supposed to be the resolve, they did nothing. I mean, even even down to the girl, not a girl, but the girl. I was like, I remember this one girl like, you know, I, I would tell my man like, yo, she was way out of my league in my mind. So I'm like, yo, when I get on, I'm going to get her. I'm going to have to come back rich and famous to bag her. I bagged <laughs> her before that. Yeah, so I get, I, 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 I get the girl. I get the, I start getting the bag. I'm able to put a, a down payment on a crib because with mixtape money. I put out a mixtape. It was going crazy. I sold 10,000 mixtapes hand to hand. Wow. So, so, um, I'm like, yo, I got the chain. I'm, I'm, I'm just on. Like, I would be at, at the movies taking pictures with my friends, babe hoodie on, chain, big old chain. And my friends was just like, yo, let me take a picture with Dayton. I ain't got no pictures. And then a line would form wow. to take pictures because I just looked the part. They like, oh, he must be famous. You think all of these things was satisfied his wicked heart that craved that is exactly what I wanted. It did nothing for me. And I'm like, Hey, what's next? My um question. I'll go watch Yeah. When you were going through all of that, did you ever reach a point where you felt like I checked everything off my list that I wanted to accomplish? Well, the last the one last thing was drop an album on Shady Records. That I didn't get to do. Okay. Um, but dag, it, it's it's like a reality when when the freaking um the the secretary up at Shady when you call and she already know you. Oh, what's up, Dana? How you doing? Yeah. I had it like that, bro. Yeah. So and I'm taking meetings with as a solo rapper, 
And then as a rapper with my man Nems, who's who's hecka on right now, he's actually signed to Paul Rosenberg, Eminem's manager's label. So um, me and him was in a group with our other homie, George Burns. So long story short, um, I go watch The Passion of the Christ, and it deeply disturbed me. The only, the, that conviction can only come from the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying I had the Holy Spirit. I wasn't submitted to him, wasn't saved. Yeah. But that type of work, that type of piercing in the heart can only be done by him. Mm. So I feel this pierce in my heart. And we get in the whip. I'm with my girl who I lived with at the time. And um, and my bros, and my bro and his girl. And I'm just like, yo, I wish I never saw this. And they like, yeah, because they talking about it was gory. I'm like, what do I do with this information? Right. I don't know why. I don't know why I believed it, but I believed it. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, this is what the son of God did for, for my actions. How could I go on and, and, and sin in peace? Right. So, but I, I did. I had to I had to suppress that. I had to keep going. 106 and park pops up. I'm champion on that. I'm in a position that a millions of other kids wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Um, all you had to do was go see the line outside 106 and Park, and you'll see like millions of kids wanted to be in this crazy position. Back in the day, we know. Yeah, and I'm the champ. I'm yeah. one of them kids that I'm the champ. I go to the mall and sign. They're treating me like Justin Bieber. Like I was in the jewelry store with my man. I remember a whole freaking line. Like that don't happen to me now. And I I got fans, but that never happened like that. Like a whole line. Like that's the dude from 106 and Park. I'm like, wow. Like yeah. I'm famous right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I still man to to go on in peace. And my sin just was just didn't sit well. So, boom, fast forward. I had my own group back in North. My my man from the group takes and he tells me, he's like, yo, man, I'm dropping out the group. I'm like, why? He's like, yo, I'm giving my life to Christ. And I'm trying to talk him out of that. I'm his big bro with the ability to be able to, you know, talk him out of this stuff. Like, right. yo, yo, you you bugging, son. What you you doing? We about to get on. And he like, nah, bro, I'm I'm giving my life to Christ. And you would think he would cut everybody, he cut everybody off, but you would think he would cut me off first because I had the most impression on him. Right. Nah, he's, he kept me around. So he would do the whole, yo, you know, when you live up east and it's, it's mass transportation everywhere, you don't need a whip. I didn't have a whip. So my man was like, yo, um, I'm going to come through and pick you up. So he'll pick me up and he'll witness to me, play Christian hip hop to me, all that stuff for me. He's playing Truth, he's playing Fanatic, he's playing Ambassador, Lavoisier, or everybody. And, you know, at first I'm just like, man, these dudes suck. Like, but, you know, the more and more I listen, the more and more the message will pierce my heart. So, again, now the message is, is I mean, this uh, testimony's taking a long time. It got to this point where, uh, you know, more and more opportunities happen. I do this thing with MTV, this competition at EOW. I win that. That's even like more confirmation that things are gonna pop off. Uh, my my man who's witnessing to me, he's pat. His name is Pastor Lionel King. He uh, he pastors a church out in uh, Montclair, it's Christ Church, the East Campus. Mm-hmm. So um, he's a pastor now. He wasn't then. So he um. He sees that I'm about to get on. It's getting scary. He sees what, what God is doing with my heart, that he's dealing with me. 
So he he gets me to to he convinces me to take a ride with him to somewhere in New York or New Jersey, can't remember, it was a, a, a troop. And we pull up to this house and Diddy had this group called Total. There was the singer in Total. It's a trio, these three women, multi-platinum. If you are older head, you may know. If you like in your 30s, your, you know, mid-30s, you may know. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, she the one who sung Biggie, 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 can't you see? That's Pamela Long's um voice. Right. So um, so Pam uh Pam comes out the house. I'm like, yo, that's Shorty from Total. So she sits down and now she's a believer. I didn't notice. All I know is that Total disappeared. And they had disappeared because. Pamela, who was the lead singer, gave her life to Christ. So she just started to witness to me. When she started to witness to me, bro, I'm like, here goes somebody with plaques on the wall as we're talking. She humbled in a mug. She breaking bread with me. Um, And I'm like, I got a speck of the recognition she has. It's like a, a speck compared to a mountain. Right. And I'm I'm not willing to give this up for Jesus and she willing to do that. Yeah, that joint ain't set good with my heart. Like, I mean, I was like, I was broken. Like, dang, I'm wilding. Um, the Lord just I think grew impatient with my my freaking being just hard-headed. So um opportunities that were once presented, God started to close the doors. Like, okay, you ain't listening. Oh, you you idolizing this shady records deal? Boom! I think a week after I'm I'm in Detroit with Proof and them, I got footage in my phone. Us on the block, we chilling, we singing, we playing around. Proof from D12, he was my man. Um, and a week later he gets killed. Matter of fact, I I may have the dates twisted. I feel like I was with him on a Saturday. Some beef went down with him and somebody else there. I don't need to name it. And I feel like Sunday, when we came home, that's when he died. It was either a week later or it was that because in my mind, I was like, dang, they must have fought and killed them, right. which was not the case. So that's, that's I think it was, we was there Friday. He died Sunday. That's what it was. So boom, he dies. Now all everything at Shady's on hold, everything. They're not picking up my phone calls. Uh, Eminem ain't worried about signing. Nobody's man just died. Yeah. Uh, Bizarre, Bizarre ain't hitting me back no more. Bizarre ain't answering my text messages. At that time, the only contacts I had was Proof and Bizarre. Bizarre just, you know, disappeared. Um, they were grieving. They ain't worried about some rappers. I tried to get funeral information. Nobody responded to it's me. It's like the worst time so, impossible. Yeah, so then yeah. that happened. I spin the block, try to uh, talk to the dude from Columbia. He like, yo, nah, go ahead, go to Shady. Mm-hmm. He was trying to play with us, you know, with the with the whole uh, bidding. Go ahead. He ain't want to talk to me no more. My my girl at the time was pregnant. We were actually engaged. She loses the baby and leaves. Mm-hmm. Like lose the baby and then leaves for some dude. Um, so every idol I had set before me, just just started to get boom boom, just pulled away, pulled away. So I went from on and good to kind of bad. You I'm know about to say, I know, I know with all of that stuff going on, you had to have a moment where you were just questioning everything. Like, what's happening yeah. to me right now? 
Nah, I knew that that's the thing. I knew it was God. And I was mad at God. And I was, I remember in it, I can't believe I, now in hindsight that I, I understood this. Someone not having any spiritual education, so to speak, not understanding things of the spirit because I was not trained in the word. I ain't opened up the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So, but knowing it was God and I remember just getting on my knees. I always mention this when I tell my testimony, just being a grown, you know, grown dude, like on my knees, crying, begging God to leave me alone. Mm. Just leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I may have messed up the the timing a little bit, right, with the MTV thing, because after all of this, now nothing's happening. Then the MTV thing happens. Then it seems like some array of hope. I speak to Pamela Long. And I'm like, dang, like, you know, it does something to my heart. Then I, I get the girl that I said I, I always wanted. I, I meet her. Boom. She's engaged to a, a, a homicide detective. So I'm playing fire with fire, messing around. He could pop me. He going to know exactly where to hide the body. Yeah. Um, she engaged and I'm like in a full blown relationship with Shorty. Wow. And, um, in the process of the relationship, God is still dealing with my heart. I tell her, I'm like, yo, God is calling me. And there was always something different about her. She uh, she was never like in the hood. She wasn't for the streets, bro. She was not for the streets. And I know right now at this point, she was wilding, like kind of like messing with another dude. But homie was never around, not justifying it. But homie was never around. And I did play the wolf in sheep's clothing for like a year to get myself in this situation. So eventually I got her guard down, but I was her friend. Mm. So boom, um, I tell her this. And then she begins to witness to me. I didn't know she was saved and was in a backslidden state. And she started to preach the gospel to me. Wow. So now at this point, I'm just like... Yo, my man is witnessing to me. I go push up on this other girl, you know, before the, this this last one in, and she start witnessing to me. It's like, yo, I couldn't escape Jesus, bro. Um, old girl tells me, she's like, look, you can't come to my church because they know, you know, m- my man and me. Um, but I'm gonna start going back to church. Why don't you go with your man Lionel? I never went with him. He was trying to get me to go. I was like, hell no, I ain't going to church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, he, uh, I take and I call him. Now I'm like, yo, pick me up and we could go. But I'm really just trying to get brownie points from old girl. I'm like, now I'm about to go to church too. She definitely going to leave dude for me. You was on you know a mission. Saying? For real. I was, def- I was definitely on a mission. So I take yeah. it on. Mm, I go. And it's this big old beautiful church. I feel like the the Pastor David Ireland preached. I felt like the message was straight for me. And I'm like underdressed. I got this LRG rugby on, mad big, my chains. You know, everybody kind of dressed up. It ain't one of them churches, but just everybody was like, it looked like a Tyler Perry movie, son. Like everybody looked like a million dollars suited up. And um, I'm just like, yo. I raise my hand when they do the altar call. He calls me up and he like, yo, um, you know, he tells me, you know that if you were to die today, your, la- your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you would go on to be with the Lord. And me, I had a blunt in my pocket. I know my motive. And I was like, 
man, get the heck out of here in my mind. Yeah. So my, my man, my poor boy, bro, <laughs> this dude had been witnessing to me for years. And I know in his heart, I, I mean, I've led people to the Lord and just been so excited about things like that. This must have been just the, the ultimate answer to his prayer. And he's like, yo, praise God, man. Yo, how you feel, Dave? We in the car. And I'm just like a whole bunch of bleepity bleep bleep. I'm like, man, F that, bro. He blah, 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 man. I'm about to roll this blunt. I'm about to take this dude, girl. Like, come on, man. I ain't going to heaven. Wow. And, um... I take in, you know, my man was heartbroken. I go about my business and I try to make some deals. This I'm never too specific about this part. I um I get into some trouble. And when I get into some trouble, I'm like, yo, God, if you get me out of this and I walk away from this free with no, you know, no consequences, um, I'm gonna, I'll give you my music, I'll serve you. I'll surrender, I'll, I'll cut, like, man, this is hella revealing my wickedness, but I was messing with, like, another, at the time I'm trying to get this one, I'm still messing with this other married chick, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just yeah. like, this, this married chick I was messing with for, like, forever. So I'm just like, I'll cut her off, because I knew that was wrong. And I'm just like, yo, I'll just do, I'll cut all this off, I'll give my life to you. I, I, when I'm praying this, I'm in the bathroom at my job and I'm praying it. And I promise you, I hate over spiritual, like to try to fake glorify God's stories. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you the truth. I'm like, in Jesus name, amen. My phone ring in my pocket. So I'm just like, I don't think nothing. They'll be like, I just grab my phone. I'm like, hello. Boom. It's the, the word I needed. Yo, you good. Da, 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 da. You straight. And I basically like, yo, word, thank you, God, peace. This was a Thursday, Friday, Mary Chick is over at the crib. And I, you know, stuff go down, I'm like, and I did not, I felt like trash, like terrible. I'm like, son, I just broke my little promise to God. My man hits me, Lionel, on Saturday, I'm working. And I'm telling him, yo, man, I broke my promise to God and I went and messed with old girl. And, and he said, he just laughed. He said, yo, how you trying to serve Jesus without Jesus? Mm, he like, yo, come, come. It's deep. That's why he a pastor now. He's <laughs> like, yo, come back to church, bro. That was Saturday. Sunday, he picked me up. I ain't never looked back, man. Been serving God ever wow. since, bro. That's this was an old testimony, brother. Man, mm -hmm. I do have a question for you, and this may mm -hmm. be for someone that's listening right now. When you was going through all of these different, and I like to call it come to Jesus moments because he was knocking at your door and you didn't answer, what was it about those moments that made you like, I'm good on that? That made you want to continue to do things your way? Fear, fear. So the thing is, and I pray if there's anybody in here wrestling with the same thing, with the fear to submit, um, God doesn't move on our terms. So you can't please God without faith. So first faith must come, then he's pleased. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's not a works-based faith, but God tells us to draw near to him. and He'll draw near to us. It says, knock, the door will be answered ask, you will receive, seek, you, you will find. 
it's for our own good that he wants us to do some effort. We're not saved by that effort, but uh, that in that effort, something is learned and faith is built. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And also a way of life. The Christian walk is learned. It sets the blueprint for how to live. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't praying, you're not saved by praying or reading. But if you ain't praying or reading, you do not have intimacy with the Father. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these actions, these works, so to speak, are indeed important. Um, and when it says faith without works is dead, these are the types of works it is. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, not as so much external, but the, the 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 strive to have intimacy with God. So I didn't do those things. So I didn't experience God in the in uh, the way that I would later on. Right. And I'm just now I'm feeling compelled in my heart, but it's like all of these things are real to me. And I don't fully know that you're going to do what, what you said you would yet. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's what, what held me. I had worked so hard for a lot of those opportunities, bro. Um, they were my everything. It's what I dreamed of since I was a kid. I got a, I found a, a, a tape when I moved. I just moved two months ago. And, you know, you find a whole bunch of stuff like, yo, son, I found this tape. And the tape is me, like, eight years old, bro, rapping. Maybe even earlier, young, younger than that. I'm thinking eight. And um, I'm like, yo, I dreamed of this. This is the, I, I wanted nothing more than that. And right. I had to lay that Isaac down, bro. I That's had real. to, bro. That's real. Like, yeah, I don't know if I if if Abraham loved Isaac as much as I loved Rat, because I spent a lot more time with it. I was obsessed with it. I was the dude, bro, that my mom worked at State Farm Insurance, and she told me Jerry Wonder, why Clef's co-producer was, you know, he had a policy there, and he was gonna pull up. She, you know, Jerry Wonder's one of our customers, and and we mad cool. She said I was like, bro, I'm pulling up. Man, I'm, I stood in front of that state farm in the snow, brick city cold. It was brick, and I'm out there with my CD. Like, don't talk to me about the grind, bro. Like, right. stood in front of Def Jam, brick, cold, passing out. Stood outside of the MTV line in the coldest day of the winter to, to go do this battle competition. I know about the freaking grind. Who wanted it more than me? None of my men's. If I, I pray, they in here. Any of my brothers, I love y'all. Um, but they, they would testify to it. They ain't wanted as much as me. Yeah. None of them. None of them. I'm the only one that kept going, bro. I don't know one person aside from my man Nims. I mean, I met Nims later, like in my twenties. I'm talking about from my teens that wanted it as much as me. I would say just me and them. I'm not saying no one else in the world. I'm saying out, out of my circle. Absolutely. So I say all that to say, imagine what it meant for me then. It was a crazy idol, bro. It's what I dreamed of. Everything my life was based upon. I don't have plan Bs, bro. I'm not good at anything else. I, I I ain't, bro. Like, I had to work regular jobs because this was all I was good at. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's, I, I, real, that's why... A, a lot yeah. of people don't even understand that grind to the level that you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's different when you got to stand outside to be somewhere because this is where it's at, you know? 
versus yeah. like and I always compare it and I don't want people to come at me wrong when they be like, Oh man, but it's different times now. We still gotta grind hard too. No, we get that. You know, you still gotta put in work now, but it's different when your foot gotta hit that pavement and you gotta really stand yeah. out there in, in that yeah. cold weather just to get an opportunity that might not even be a big one. You know. For sure. That's a yeah, big so deal. That's why it, I was hesitant to submit, bro. Like, yeah. I didn't want insurance policies, bro. And I, I'm, I was somebody that needed to be, uh, I needed answers. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't the, I wasn't the blind faith type of dude. Um, so I tried different things prior to all of the, this. The, prior to this whole story, I looked into Islam. I looked into five, you know, the five percent nation. You know right. what I'm saying? I looked into atheism. I, I dabbled in a little bit of everything. Like, yeah, I don't think I believe. Or, yeah, you know what? Or I would just talk stupid stuff. I ain't even got to get into that. But, yeah, man, that's what, what why I was hesitant to submit. Man, that's a big deal for a lot of people. I'm so happy that you shared that because uh, I know a lot of people struggle with that fear. And fear comes in many forms. You know, sometimes it's just about worried about, okay, if I do it this way, this is all I know how to do. If I stop doing it, then what? And then that's where that faith got to come in. Now you got to really trust God. You got to really put yeah. your faith in him to provide a way. You got to really seek the kingdom, you know. Um, now, when it comes to the industry, you really been in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've really been industry for a long time when you're talking about your past, bringing all the way up to the present. Um, for you and all of the experience that you got, what is the main difference between being industry in ministry when it comes to being a believer in Jesus Christ? And can you do both at the same time? That's the question. You can, you can absolutely do both at the same time. Um, uh, uh, imbalance on either side could be detrimental to your career. Uh, if you are too over-spiritual, you may mess things up. I mean, you there's no such thing as being over well yeah there is but you don't you kind of got to compartmentalize there's your spiritual walk and the way you conduct yourself in your life that never turns off and that has to affect the way you do business right it has to that doesn't turn off just because you start doing business right but if you don't make calculated decisions of course you pray about them but it's more than that. There's a practical. I'm always telling my team, be both spiritual and very practical. Um, so now the difference between industry and, and ministry, my ultimate goal is ministry, right? My ultimate goal is ministry. But that that does not mean that I have no industry ambition, meaning like feeding my family, like, this, if this is all I got, then I'm like, Lord, I, I don't want, keep me from money being the motive because if money is the motive, I will therefore make decisions that you may not be pleased with, but do it because it brings money, right? Mm, that's real. Um, but I, I also, you know, I, I need to make income, bro. I got a mortgage to pay. I got a son on the way. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I got a marriage. I got the, the car note. Like, yo, I got to pay bills, bro. I want to be a faithful tither. I want to sow into my church because I want to see my local church grow. 
So um, I, uh, I, I do have industry ambition. The difference is, is like making sure that the number one motive is prioritizing. I need to deliver a message that's going to win, ultimately win people over to Jesus or cause them to grow closer to or edify them, encourage them, et cetera, et cetera. And then the industry goal is to do good business, be an example to those in the industry that may not know the Lord and them see me to do practical good business with integrity right. and, and also help others. Feed. I want my artists to make money. Other CEOs would tell me some of the stuff I, I do, like, like once I recoup, we doing a split for some time and they going to get their masters back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I'm, I've, I've dealt with other people from different types of companies and stuff. And, and the stuff that comes out their mouth, I could tell that they're so industry adjusted. They don't even realize that what they're saying is hella cardinal. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Like they'll just be like, nah, just do da 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 da. And you just like, yeah, that ain't very godly, fam. I, I may not say it because yeah. I know they mean well, but I'm thinking, really, that's you so industry minded, you you've you've kind of negated ministry. Now for the so I hope I, No, go, go ahead. ahead. You you answer my question for sure. Okay, cool, cool. Now for for the newer artists though, this is where it's hard to really dive in um in the conversation because we understand that we got to seek the kingdom and we got to have this heart for Christ that wants to do the will of God. And when you're, when you're pursuing, pursuing these dreams in the, in your career with music, there are a lot of labels and record um, execs that already know what type of time you're on. So they try mm -hmm. to put you in this box where it's like, we're not going to call you Christian. All right. We, we, cause if we do that. Then people got these expectations on you and then it's just not good for business. So when it comes to that compromise, and this is a real question because everybody that's up and coming and trending, they're going to have to deal with this at the gate, straight up. Making that decision to consider yourself a Christian artist or a Christian rapper or inspirational artist or inspiring artist, that's a fine line when it comes to the business side of things. So mm -hmm. do, the, do these new artists, are they, should they keep Christian? Or should they, you know, for the sake of reaching more people, let that go to the side and try and sneak some of the messages in their music? Strategically, what do you think is the best approach? So the best approach... I know approach, that's, a loaded, so, that's a loaded question. I, no, no, but I it's a good one. It's something that, that, that I would like to speak on, and, and you may not even agree. This is how I feel about it. I have... Friends, the more so once you begin to travel and meet different of people, a different amounts of people from different walks of life and different practices and different fields that are believers, bro, um, it it helps your perspective and it also like brings the Bible to life in different ways, right? So it's like I know people in the educational field that. I truly believe in my heart of hearts, just like them, that they were sent into the educational field to infiltrate. Can they outright stand before the class and be like, hey, I'm trying to teach y'all the gospel today. They absolutely cannot. They have to be incognito, but they're effective in their field and behind the scenes. So they like, I'm, 
I'm teaching kids practical things, right, that they should know about life. They should know math and reading, and, and none of that is biblical stuff, but, but God uses it. There's practical things. There's the law of the land, and there's the way we conduct ourselves on earth to build the house, to build, you know, these are all not biblical things, but they're, they're needed. So now my point is, he's teaching these kids these practical things, yet the, the, um, the, the conversations in the break rooms Maybe, you know, when the kids go to lunch and they go to the break room and they having coffee and he and and all the other teachers are seeing him on his lunch break, read his Bible. And then he begins to witness to them. And then he gets to maybe sometimes plant a seed with a student. And then it's just those little things can have great impact and and like great long lasting effects. That's just one example of people I see that infiltrate an infrastructure for the kingdom and be effective without having to outright be like, Jesus gang over here, cuz, you know what I'm saying? None yeah, of that. Yeah. So the scary thing about hip hop is we have yet to see, we have yet to see someone do it effectively. Mm, Every real. time someone has done it, there's been compromise. There's been a level of, you know, there, there's been a ministry taking place, but unfortunately it just seems like the other side is ministering to you opposed to you ministering to them. So there's yeah. always a minister involved. Some, some form of ministry is going on, but it don't always be Jesus' ministry, right? I have yet to see, see it be done effectively, but can it be done? Yes. Can there be a Christian rapper who goes like, yo, you know, maybe he left CHH or maybe he's just a Christian that raps. Can he infiltrate the industry, uh, um, still stand on, on business, still be, uh, you know, not fold for the gospel, but then not be like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I think it can be done, bro. I really think it can be done. Um, and no. I, I'm, I'm always good. No, I was going to say, that's a loaded question because, like, when I think about that, I agree with you 100%. Like, every time someone does try to make an attempt at that, it does seem like they get more influenced by the industry to the place where they compromise their message so that way they can continue to be at where they at in the career. Um, there, I feel like there is always going to be a crossroad where you're going to have to make a choice where if you're going to keep doing this, we're going to keep you here and push you down. Or if you compromise, we're going to reward you with X, Y, Z. If it, it's like um, the devil when he was tempting Jesus. It's like it's this opportunity thing where if you want to see your career go here, I got you, but you're going to have to tone down on this. And most people, it seems like when they get to that situation, they always pick to to go where they can feel like they reach more people. So I feel yeah. like it's about knowing your identity in Christ, number one, and staying true to that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that way there is no uh, compromise in that area. So I mean, yeah, I, for sure. you, you hit a big note when you said it can be done. I believe it can be done, but how do we make this happen? How do we, because there, there is always going to be a gap in the industry. It's demonic. There's always going to be a gap in the industry. And unfortunately, we're, we're in this, not unfortunately, I take that back. 
but we're in this to win the souls that are lost. And that's where they hang out at the Grammys and all these other places. Right. And so we're trying to figure out a way to, to win these souls. But at some point we got to remember the Holy spirit has to lead and not us. Amen. Amen. Um, so what is, what is your take on maybe just some tips that people can look out for when they feel like they're approaching that road of compromise? Oh man, let the, let the word of God be the, the light to your path and, and anchor you. Um, I believe if you being sensitive to the Holy spirit and you're considering the word, if you're full of the word, the Holy spirit brings the word to remembrance in circumstances. And, um, that's one, one, two is accountability that don't give a crap about your career, bruh. Yeah, my right. man don't give nothing. My man don't care about my career so much that it's offensive. My man don't care about my music so much that I'm like, Dad, son, do you even support me? That's how much he don't care about my music. He care about me. He be like, yo, how you do? My man don't ever ask me, what when's the next album dropping? You know what I'm saying? He yeah. don't care about none of that. I really was telling my wife like. Yo, and I'm only talking this mess because he don't got Instagram. But I'm like, yo, I don't think this dude like my music because <laughs> he never asked me nothing. So that's another thing, man. And then don't always be the big bro. I I understand, bro. I'm a pastor. I'm a I, I'm I got a I got a lot of little bros and a lot of peers. So you always gotta. You can't allow your uh, your ego to keep you in that place where you like it, where people listen to you. You need a big bro. Yeah. My pastor is my 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 like a pops to me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like a dad to me. So I got a Somebody. like a father figure. Yeah, I got like a father figure. You know what I'm saying? And then I got like like big bros who who like more hood. You know what I'm saying? They like. Yeah. They ask you hard questions like, "Yo, what's up, bro? What you you know? You been watching anything crazy? Like." They're going to talk to you man. about what you don't really want to talk about. Is yeah, like, yeah. Hey, can we talk about something else right now, please? Like, yeah. But now nah, they're going so, to talk to you respectfully in a way where you know they really care about you, too. Um, and yeah. it's all love. So these things keep you anchored, and these things keep you, you know, like... And then always never be so sure, bro. I'm I'm going to reveal... And I don't care what anybody in here got to say about it, but there are times where the, the very same person you described, I was just like, that's going to be me now. Like, there's only so much you can do in CHH as far as like, okay, uh, I've kind of played this, this, this realm for a while and maybe I've hit a ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like everybody's like, yeah. Uh, I found the people who gonna like my music and the people who just the rest don't. So I know that my appeal like is lyricism, people who like bars. So I'm like, I'm looking at all these secular people following me, these 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 rappers that I looked up to and I think are the illest. They like, yo, you your pen is crazy. And I'm like, yo, maybe I can bring some of this over here. And I started to, and I still am. But there are times where, and I've kept it in prayer for years, dog. Before I started kind of warning people, yo, look, there's going to be some collabs. Just know that I'm always holding my ground. You ain't got nothing to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, I, I, but I know you may not like that 
but I got a biblical answer for what you may not like that I'm doing. And then it's always going to be, you know, with an agenda, my agenda, the Christ agenda. I'm about my father business. Right. Um, but even times like that, I just be, I still keep it in prayer. I feel like God told me go and I'm still like, yo, you sure? I'm never so sure. Right. So the moment God be like, nah, you know what? I ain't like the way your heart was and when, when you started getting that attention. So stop. I'll stop, bro. Yeah. I'll stop. It's all about the heart, man. Jesus is judging the heart all the time, 100% of the time. He's not even looking at your outward appearance. He's just, he's looking at the state and condition of your heart and everything we do. Um, I think yeah. that's important for people to also recognize, too, because I can't tell you how many people have literally given their lives to Christ just because of the reflection of Christ and the love of Christ that we show them. Um, they expect, there's expectations um, that people have towards Christians and believers. And when you really take the time to show them that you care about them for real, it catches them off guard because they expect you to be like everybody else. I'm going to throw the scripture at you. I'm going to throw this book at you. you I'm going to tell you about how you're going to hell and how you're going to die in that state if you don't repent. That's all cool. We need to keep them in that truth we need to let them know that, hey, this is not approved by God at the end of the day. But at the same time, we need to approach them in a way where they're willing to listen and have their hearts open to receive. And that's where we got to recognize the Holy Spirit is leading us in those conversations. I find in my own personal walk where I can get in the way when I try to do too much of me instead of what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do in that moment. And there's times that sometimes God is just telling you, plant this seed right here, plant this seed, plant this seed. And then it just grows, and it's because of our, our obedience to what God is telling us to do. So, Amen. speaking on ob obedience, where is something in your life recently where you feel like God has really pushed you in this area? And one thing I know about obedience is sometimes, like, I don't even know if I really want to do that. People might feel about me a certain type of way if I do this, but I know God is telling me to do it, so I'm going to do it. In your life, in your situation, have you ever thought about something recently where you was like, I just got to be obedient to God no matter what it looks like? Yeah, I'm um, going through that right now. It's, it's the one that we overlook, and it may be the one where I say it, and everybody going to be like, oh, I, hope, I was hoping it was something deeper. And yo, it's taking care of this temple. My health is trash right now. Um, I, I'm getting a gang of negative results. My blood work came back. I'm, I'm high risk, everything. My, I just actually tweeted this today. Um, I thought that, you know, I didn't need rest. I didn't need to eat right. I'm on the road, eating whatever I want, treating my body the way I want, not getting the proper rest. And because of it, I'm pre-diabetic. Um, getting surgeries for this. I got to get CT scans and CAT scans on Thursday. Just you, It's just my health is in high blood pressure, medication, high cholesterol. And because I'm not bearing that on the outside, I'm not a big dude. Um, I thought that I was straight and I'm not. I'm not doing well health-wise. Mm. Um, I don't want I'm not trying to get y'all to play a small violin for me. Nah, we're gonna, uh, we gonna definitely know, pray for your health. You know, we yeah, gonna take but, authority over that in Jesus' name. Yeah, but here it goes, right? Yeah. We can we can take authority and we can pray, but what am I gonna do about it? Absolutely. Like God already gave me the wisdom. I can't use the excuse that I don't cook. And you know, I don't wanna have my wife eating 
ultra. If she don't want to get on this certain diet, she don't have to. She's she's mad younger than me. Like yo, she, we we got a a twelve year old. She got a twelve year old daughter. Like yo, they ain't, I don't expect them to eat asparagus and broccoli with you know lean meat, whatever. Mm. Um, so now I'm I'm starting to cook. I'm on my my grind, son. So um, I haven't been working out because I just had surgery, but tomorrow I'm back on it. Like yeah, and it's. God is calling me to be obedient with this temple. I got a son on the way. And I am like, if you, we think dying, we think like deathbed. Dying is just like the process of getting further away from living. I'm dying, dog. Like I'm not doing too good. My blood pressure, I could have a stroke any minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, like, yo, I'm killing myself. That's me. That's not God. That's not an unfortunate, you yeah. know, if y'all, God forbid, hear something and be like, oh my God, but God, but gee, um, but they can serve God so faithfully. Bro, that's me. That's all me. He gave me the wisdom to take care of myself and I didn't. Yo, there would be times where we'll be eating and, and, and the thought will come to my mind. I believe it's the Holy Spirit to be like, you know, there's going to be consequences for this or like not, not even in a threatening way. Like, yeah. yo, you know that, that this comes with, there's an outcome to this. Right. And I'll still be like, I don't care. I want that cheesecake. I'm a sweet fanatic. It was. Yeah. So, um, like a big child, bro. I gotta, I gotta have my freaking ice cream after I eat a big old plate or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, man, I, um, I'm, I'm on my health grind, bro. It's been three weeks. Um, I'm believing that the next time I go to the doctor, I'm believing that when I go get my scans, they ain't going to find no cancer, no nothing like that. I believe that when the next time I get my blood results, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, your blood pressure's normal, your cholesterol's low, your this is good, your liver enzymes are good, and, and I'm going to be straight, bro. I, my son going to need me, bro. I'm going to be here. I'm going to fight. Man, that's so real, so true, man. Um, our temples are very important. And that's something God has been dealing with me about personally. I've been on a ventilator mm -hmm. 12 days. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm -hmm. I've been through that grind where that situation was looking questionable, you know, not mm -hmm. knowing if I was going to make it out. That's actually how I actually came to Christ in this way. Because I grew up knowing of God, but making that relationship personal actually came from my ventilator experience. And the way he revealed himself, he pulled up on me in that situation mm -hmm. so what we do mm -hmm. about that that is on us that's our obedience god is telling us to take care of our temple if we continue to go and live and eat and do what we want to do and have complete disregard for the warnings then that's on us ultimately what happens to us um and the devil Facts. will definitely try and use whatever device he can to kill you as quick as possible if that's the only op opportunity he got then that's the opportunity he'll try and use um, so that is very important. And that's a lot of wisdom, uh, that you even share that with us. So I appreciate that personally speaking. Um, as far as the music, it wouldn't even be right if I had you up here and we didn't talk about any music. <laughs> People are like, you had him on the podcast. You didn't talk about no music. Yeah, we did. But we, we're going to talk about some of this new music that's, um, uh, coming out, uh, with you. And I do want to touch on, uh, the menace movement, you know, how did that start up? I know you probably shared this already, but just for the people that may not know, and they just tapping in right now, um, what was that like for you when it first started and to where is that now and where it's going? 
Yo, so the menace movement started with, uh, you know, I kind of already had the idea of how uh, labor works, working for GOM, um, outside of just being an artist. So um, I remember even Bizzle once saying, like, yo, maybe one day you should start your own joint, like something like that. And uh, I remember watching Stefanato perform. And at the time, there was another artist who I ain't going to give him the attention and name him. He... Uh, you know, I was dealing with him and A&R and his music, in a sense, executive producing. So I'm like, man, the world needs to hear him. And it, and the Lord spoke to me clear as day. Like, I'm not the one that 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 always be like, God said, God told me, God told me. But I, clear as day, the Lord spoke to my heart while I was watching Steph perform. And God told me to help him. So I was like, yo, I'm going to help this dude. I, I like this music. I believed in what he did. And um, as I'm praying for how to do this, I'm thinking the extent is just feature these artists on my album. Um, I featured both, you know, Stefanato and the other dude on the roar, trying to help them out. And then the Lord was like, nah, like he, he's going to provide a way. And I'm like, maybe it's start a label. And I'm like, oh, what should I do? And, and should I do it? And then I get a call from a distribution company and they like, yo, we um we like how you move and we see what you're doing. Bro, I got I got other Christian rappers deals and they'll never give me the credit that some of them may not even know. But I've been the one to take uh, one dude's uh uh video and shoot it the lamp mode and be like, yo, y'all should sign this dude. All of a sudden he signed. Send one to Humble Beast, send one to you know what I'm saying? I've I've always been that guy in the mix behind the scenes. So they they noticed that and they like let me um let, let's give you a, a a label deal. It was a deal I couldn't refuse. But they said we don't fund we don't fund money. So I was just like, all right. So I'm just trying to make a living. I got a job and what comes in from my music helps with with my finances, my bills, uh, renting an apartment. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't I can't afford a label. Could barely afford to do my music. And then someone comes along and they like, they want to sow this seed of $5,000 into the, the, the label. That person ends up becoming my business partner later. But at the time, they just felt led to sow. So because of that, I could get the LLC, do the copyrights, do get the, the, the tax, you know, ID number, all of that, and pay for Stefanato's album. Wow. So it, that's how it started. And then... um. The goal for Menace Movement was to highlight and showcase artists that I believe in that will glorify the name Jesus Christ, that make real hip-hop that doesn't sound like G-O-M. Because if you want G-O-M, we on this side. We still at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm still God. I'm still God over money. You know what I'm saying? So me and Bizzle still rocking. Get, come get you some G-O-M sound if that's what you like. But then menace movement don't sound nothing like that. Like we, we different too, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I exist in both worlds, but that real hip hop, um, you know, at least that was the, the, the goal then. Now menace movement has ventured out and done. We signed Jess Norris who does R and B. Uh, we signed a Zika who be doing trap and all that. Like, you know, it, it, I was a little like, pig-headed at the time like we just gonna make real hip-hop but now it's just like ah, right, let's just make dope music right. um so 
yeah, that was the goal for Menace Movement and sign the type of artist that Bizzle wouldn't sign. And yet, you know, we still all family. Absolutely. That's a beautiful thing, man, to see the body of Christ work in so many different capacities. It's like having mm-hmm. a loaded fire on with different caliber. You know, I, I just mm-hmm. love that because it's all for the glory of God at the end of the day. Um, and we need more of it. You know, so many people are starting to recognize that, man, I can throw my, my secular music in the trash. You feel me? Like they don't even need it no more. Um, yeah, but, y'all ain't had the same struggle yeah. I had. Man, yeah. I came into this thing, bro. I had I had about a good five, bro. Yeah. And I was getting sick of all the albums that I was listening to over and over, hoping to find somebody that could. Then a swoop came. Then I'm like, okay, oh, hold up, hold up. And now it's just like, yeah. it, we it, CHH is filled with so much talent, bro. So much talent now, man. And then um, let's talk about your latest album, Who Do You Believe Too. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about what was the heart behind that, um, the album, and um, what do you what do you want people to get out of it when they listen to it? Yo, so um, I'm sorry I ain't got an over spiritual answer for you. What it was was um, one day Marty sends me a beat, and uh, the first beat I worked on from him, I purchased it. Um, second beat, you know, so I know his value. Um, I, I rapped on Move. It's on a CHH Ain't Dead. He produced that. I purchased that for the album. Um, I jump in his live, so I, now I'm a fan of his beats. And he takes and tells me uh, in the live, yo, Dayton, I got a beat for you. So he sends me the beat ASAP. And I have this idea. I'm like, yo, this is hard. I'm like, I'm going to take and send this back by tomorrow. And I want to kill this joint so that he'll want to do an EP. I send him that joint, and he says, let's do an EP exactly like I said, and let's do it like in 10 days. So in 10 days, I fully wrote. We Did we mix and master it in 10 days? No, we didn't, but he produced, and I wrote in 10 days and recorded. That was Who Do You Believe Part 1. Right then, the the what we wanted to do after we released it, it wasn't. It didn't get this big push because it was just like a fun project during quarantine. Right, right? we did it because we 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 love uh, hip hop, we love Jesus, um, and then we were like, "Yo, let's turn who do you believe into an album?" So then we kept working, but then we kept working and kept working, and kept, so then we just like. Nah, let's just turn it to another EP. So we, I've been sitting on Who Do You Believe too for a long time, bro. Like a lot of those songs, like even like Connivers is still relevant, but you can tell the heart of that message was like 2020, 2021. I think mm. I wrote that joint in like 2021, 2022. The, the newest song on Who Do You Believe too is Hold On To Faith, the first joint. Um, but... We were just trying, attempting to turn Who Do You Believe One into a full-length album, kind of like what NF did, I think, with Mansion. I don't know. He had dropped the EP, and then some of that ended up on his album. But we changed the uh, the plans, and we was just like, yo, let's just do a whole nother EP. Right. And that, that was the motivation behind it. It turned into an EP. And so as far as when people listen to it, what is one of the things you want them to take away from it? If they don't get nothing else... Okay, I didn't answer that. 
So the, it's called Who Do You Believe For A, a Reason. No matter what song, the, the theme in it is there's someone trying to give you an opposing message. Who do you believe, though? So I'm talking to the believers. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they say this, we say that. Or they say this, I say this. And, of course, my what I say is, is based upon my, my belief and my faith. Right. So who do you believe? Like, that, it's not just a random title. It's, it's a real question. As you listen to these songs, Ask yourself, who do you believe? Do you believe them, me? Do you believe them, him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. That's real. That's real, man. So, um, I want to ask you three questions really quick, and then we're going to wrap up the interview. I really do appreciate your time, because I know you probably have other things you could be doing right now, but you're spending it right here on King Legend Talks, man. So, all good. Um, the first question I want to ask you, and then all of these questions are going to be based on from the perspective of other artists that want to really uh, fulfill their purpose if they feel like this is their assignment right now and this is what God is calling them to do with their music. Um, when they, for the, My first question would be is, what type of plan should they set up with their music when it comes to when they drop their songs, uh, who they work with as far as features? Like, is there any type of template that you could put out there for an artist or you think every artist has to be unique in their own way and um, just figure it out for themselves when it comes to that? Yo, uh, of course, I'm always going to um, promote uniqueness, but there are recipes that we see done that work. You know, it's a, it's a reason. I, I get mad when you see uh, like a bigger artist diss the, the younger ones for trying to do like all y'all do y'all copy the same cookie cutter format like shut up bro like yo they see they doing it because they're they're trying to get on and it works so yeah getting a bigger feature can possibly help your your pro can possibly help your song um if it's dope if you can get it uh uh what you call it playlisted so this is what you do you um Make sure that you, as opposed to working on a whole entire album, spending mad money on an album, you kind of uh, funnel your focus on a song and spend your money on that song. It takes money. That's what I'm talking about with the over-spiritual stuff. There's practical at hand. You, gonna have, you should get your joint mixed and mastered well. You should think highly of yourself. And and at least if it's your first song, get the exclusive rights to the beat. If I mean, if not exclusive, the unlimited license. If you license in a beat or get an exclusive, <clears throat> pay for a good feature, submit it with five weeks in advance, because with that it gets to sit at the the curators for the play the playlist. It sits at their desk for a while. It, they get to marinate, sit with it. It may grow on them, and boom, they, they schedule it for a playlist. And landing a playlist is the equivalent to what radio was for us back in the day. Mm. So just that that's a good format. Uh, you don't need the feature. You can go viral now with social media at, at, at hand. Make sure your social media looks good. Make sure your posts are clean. Invest into a good phone so you can take good footage or a camera. Get you some cap cut. Do some, you know what I'm saying, some good editing. Look at what's going on. Don't try to be just like everybody else because you want to stand out. 
What's going to make me look at you over all those other people? So there needs to be a little bit of, okay, I see your little strategies where you can apply some of the strategies that work into your strategy, right? Making it now a blend of, uh, uh, that blend becomes your own, but add uniqueness to it so that you stand out and people may discover you. Now, Steve, you kind of answered my next question. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what is some of the things you look for personally um, and anybody just in music in general when they say they want to get put on? Um, you kind of just answer that. Yeah, I think uh, with me, it's just, it, it's relational. If you look at, like, bro, I got I got my city tatted on my skin. I love North. I, I love North so much that when I ride through it, I begin emotional. Um, I love North so much that, you know, I'm writing the new art and um, my, my next album, and I throw on YouTube, you know, ride-throughs through my city, and I just begin emotional. But none of my artists are from North. Right. Why? Uh, I know people from North, they like, yo, why you ain't put on nobody from the city? It's I need to be around you. I need to be with you. I need to do life with you. I need to know you. You know what I'm saying? And... and all most of my artists are from here where I can I can get with Monster Tarver right now. I can get with Azika. I could I could drive out two hours and get with Jess, Nala Deus, and Steph. You know what I'm saying? I can yeah. go do life life with them. That's um right. yeah, I can go do life with them. Uh, uh uh C4, I knew him, you know, from before. And then not like we was tight, but I knew him, I knew of him, and then we do life at least over the phone. Yeah. So I, I, but I, there was something I looked for them, and it's this. Can you rap? Do you make good music, cohesive, dope, well-thought-out music? Do you love Jesus? So I courted them all before signing them. Azika, me and him ain't work on, on a song for years together. I just did life with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I got him signed with Kingdom Music. Right. That situation ain't work out, but, like, like I, I ain't even, like, I'm going to be your friend because you rap, you dope, and I need to sign you. I just want to see the Lord use you. Right. So I sent them over there with Brian and them like, yo, y'all should listen to my man. Now he with us. So, um, yeah, that that's what I look for in an artist. Like, yo, are you rooted in your faith? Does this matter to you more than anything else? Not the music, but, you know, the ministry side. And let's go, you know. And, and just this weekend, we hung out. Everybody was there except except uh, um, except C4 because he up north. And the way we get it, it's just nothing but laughs. I'm like, yo, not everybody can fit into this circle. Like, you got to, if you just quiet and, you, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just not going to work out. So it's like, uh, we, you got to fit in with us too. Same goes for G-O-N. If a weirdo's around, God forgive me calling anybody a weirdo, but like, it, you got to fit in with us. Bizzle has the same mindset. You got to fit in with us. Man, that's real though. Relationship is big deal, mm -hmm. especially one of the key things you said there is doing life together. You know, it's, yeah. it's more than just the music. It's like, nah, you my brother for real. We really do tap in outside of the music. Um, I think that's a big deal as well. Um, just having each, each other back and holding one another accountable in your personal walk with Christ is a big deal too. So definitely can respect that. Now, uh, when it comes to um, the faith, man, uh, for those people that is, I feel like our conversation kind of led us to this place where people that may be dealing with fear, 
and they, they they keep hearing like Jesus knocking at that door, and they just don't even know like if they should open it. Maybe they're not comfortable. Maybe they don't know uh, what's on the other side of it and what God really wants to do. I know some people that are afraid of their calling. Some people know exactly what God wants them to do, but they don't want to step in it because they fear what other people might think or say about them. For those individuals, what words would you have for them? Yo, I'm like, what you waiting for? Like, what what's going to be better? What's, what's going to be better? Like, yo, it ain't, it ain't misery serving God. It's when we start adding, like, all right, there's burnout for pastors, right? And I've experienced it myself. And that's when you start doing too much and maybe doing more than what the Lord asked you to do. You know what I'm saying? Like when when our our practices, our traditions, our ways of doing things gets in the way, it makes it unpleasurable. But when you do what God asks you to do, God makes doing his will pleasing to us too. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, bro, I, I got scars all over me, stab wounds. I've sat in expensive cars. I've seen the world. I've ate some of the finest cuisines. I've worn some of the most expensive fabrics. I've I've done a lot, bro. The Lord is 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 not that He's uh, condoned some of these things that I've done, but it's almost like the the ecclesiastics experience, where in His grace, He's just allowed me to do these things so I can come back and say there's nothing new under the sun <laughs> and and the only thing that is worth it is just serving God bro and I'm I, like dog I would look like I'm selling you a lie if you went and experienced all that and come back and tell me like Dayton man you's a liar man that Christian stuff is dead that joint whack we over here getting it nah go go get them bags bro Go get them. It don't it? Don't do nothing to satisfy the soul. Eternity is written on the heart of man, and there's only one God that can fill that God-sized hole. So it's like, yo, I did it all, bro. I did it all. I've been next to Jay Z, dog. I've been next to celebrities. I've had. I've literally sat down, bro, and said, I'm thinking. I'm looking the, at the room around me and like, yo, my dream has come true. I said that. Not many people get to say that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, my dream, my dream has come true. I got text messages I ain't read yet from the shorty of my dreams. I I got, look at my freaking chain. It's crazy. I'm on, I'm with celebrity friends that I listen to, like I admire, and, and I'm empty inside, bro. Empty, utterly empty inside. So... Stop, stop. You'll see. You'll see. Of course, just like any addict, when you're being removed from, you, 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 you stop using that, whatever it is that has you addicted, there's withdrawal. So in the beginning, it's painful. You're going to go through the shakes, the aches, and the pains. You know what I'm saying? Because you want some of that old thing back. But once you flush that out your system and you taste and see that the Lord is good, you'll be like, what the heck? Did I wait so long for? Why did I wait so long? I should have been did this thing. I should have been. And now, son, like, bro, 
even even as a Christian, I got it wrong. My first marriage, I married the wrong one. And God in his grace was telling me, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't gave me every sign. I'm talking about forget the stop signs and red flags. Them joints was glowing like and I still sped past all them joints, did what I wanted to do, paid the consequence. And then when I said, yo, you know what? I got, I, I praise him because I had biblical ground for divorce, right? Because if not, if I didn't, I honor the word. I would not remarry. Biblical grounds, boom. I said, I'm doing this your way. And doing it his way was painful. There's temptation all around me at the time when I was single. My DMs was lit. They was litty, bro. Uh, this pretty Christian girl, that pretty kid, this one's an author, this one's a this, this one's a that, all seem good on paper. So I ain't falling for none of that. I'm going to be Holy Spirit-led. Now, I did. I met my wife. I, I don't, I'm careful about how I speak about my marriage because I understand how many marriages are like, yo, it's, marriages are, are, it's hard, right? Right. My, my marriage is damn near perfect. Like, Almost like, you know what I'm saying? No marriage is perfect. But like, like for me, especially that I have a reference point that my wife, my wife may think a little situation is I'm, I'm speaking for her. I don't know. But if, even if she's like, yo, oh, he a headache. I'm over here like this is a cakewalk compared to what the heck I've been through. Right. So the point why I say all of that, even that is a byproduct of obedience and doing things his way. I've been blessed with a good wife. I got a son on the way. I've been trying to have a kid forever, dog. I'm about to have a son mad late in the game. Like I'm people be like, I'm blessing highly favored. I'm blessing highly favored. Um, and it's just do just be in a posture of obedience and you're in a position to be blessed. And I know that sounds like some uh, prosperity. I'm anti-prosperity. Y'all listen to my music. You know what I'm about. But, yo, the Lord blesses his children, bro. He does. I'm not poverty gospel either. He blesses his children. So, son, what, what you waiting for? Submit. Do yourself the favor. Submit, and he will make doing his work pleasurable to you. Man, that's powerful right there. Like, I really do appreciate you taking the opportunity to really share your heart with us. Um, today because I know a lot of people is going to really hear those words and it's going to hit them right in their heart where it needs to, you know. Um, and if you don't mind, could you lead us out with a quick prayer uh, just to end this interview, man? I really do appreciate you again uh, for being with us today, though. Yeah, let's go. Um, Sovereign God, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to uh, testify to all you've done in my life, Lord God. I thank you that there's still a space for me in Christian hip-hop, Lord, to be able to share what you press upon my heart. Lord, I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus, that everyone in this chat would be encouraged by what was said. And if there was any nuggets that you gave me, Lord God, that was specifically for them, may they take hold of it, may they absorb it, Lord, may it resonate, and may the, the enemy as a crow not come and pluck that seed that was planted, Lord. I pray you would bless this podcast. May it be a platform that remains uh, uh, thriving, Lord God, so that other people, other ministers of your gospel can come and share and edify the body, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, there you have it, everyone. That's the one and only Dayton came through to the podcast for us, showed his mad love up here with sharing his testimony. 
I we're looking forward to hearing your full testimony when you do release it. Because I already yeah, you know right sure. now, so many chains is going to be broken when people hear the full testimony, man. And I already know yeah. God is using you in a mighty way right now. Yeah, amen, bro. All right, amen. God bless Appreciate you, fam. God bless, fam. Peace.